0: It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country. Our, uh, of course, Dan Berger, and our guest today is Doug Knoll uh, from Knoll Winery. And uh, quite a story. Doug, welcome, man. It's good to see you. Well, I, I don't see you, but I hear you. <laughs> yeah, nice to not see you, Steve. Okay, here we are. Uh, man, the story goes way back to like the 1890s <laughs> you're right i mean it's an incredible story so go ahead and, and fill us in some with some details
1: well the uh immigrant uh immigrants from the eastern half of the united states and formerly from switzerland came into dry creek um we don't have the exact date We're, we say 1895 plus or minus a year or two and that was john henderlong H-E-N-D-E-R-L-O-N-G, Henderlong. He ran sheep with his wife and family uh, where the water is now for Lake Sonoma. Yeah, uh,
0: what was once a family sheep ranch is now under the water. Yep, it's underwater. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: (laughs) Sheep ranches are always underwater, I guess. I don't know. Um, And then in the 20s, um, my wife's grandparents... Uh, bought property where we are now which is the lower third of Dry Creek Valley and um, so that property has been in the family about 100 years and um, my wife and I, my wife Lee founded Nall Winery in 1984 we did not uh, have the winery building there to to begin, it was over on Lytton Springs Road, still in Dry Creek Valley, Appalachian and um then we ended up building the winery where we are now in 1990.
0: yeah but 1984 man that It's Mm -hmm. way back there in the the world of wine, in wine country.
1: Dinosaurs were still around, a a few.
0: few. And (laughs) and you folks started with Zinn, right? And you're very well known for your Zinfandel.
1: Right. Well, Dry Creek Valley and Zinn go hand in hand. So uh, I had access to some great old vines Um, there at the time. Those vines were 60 years old and um so you know it's you gotta have the horse
0: and i had a really good
1: horse to ride
0: <laughs> dan Berger, give me Sir. your thoughts on null winery and doug
2: doug and i have long history together we we're friends all the way back to the 80s and uh i remember when doug started with uh balvern which goes back away in fact the uh, old balvern property is still being farmed so uh, but it's under new names and new ownership now but this uh Doug and I have a long, long history. I like the style of wine that Doug always pioneered at the beginning, and he's still doing it, still doing the same thing. He likes to use the phrase, oh, you, you go ahead and say the phrase. The one word? Old school. Oh, old school, okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah. this is a style of wine that you really don't see very much anymore. And when you do... Uh, old-timers really recognize it instantly. Uh, young people really gravitate toward it because it's a style that you don't really typically see. Balanced, structured, great with food, um, beautiful aromatics, uh, gorgeous uh, structure with acidity. Uh, you don't see these styles of wine very much uh, anymore. But what, uh, what you've been doing, Doug, is heroic. Uh, <laughs> trust me. I mean, this is, I, I
1: really believe in this. Uh, slightly stupid, also from a, <laughs> from a financial economic standpoint. But uh, we, we, my son now the winemaker is Andrew Nall, yeah. and um, and he he likes that style also. It's he has a choice and he's chosen to carry on the same style.
0: But obviously, you're making different kinds of wine. Uh, Andrew is, uh, yeah. including the Chardonnay that I've been hearing about. Hmm.
1: Well, kind of a secret, but yeah, we, we well, because we, we do it off and on. We don't, we haven't been consistent making Chardonnay. The vineyard has been consistent, um, but right now we're making the Chardonnay from the Hopkins Ranch, which is in Russian River, a little cooler there, a little better suited for Chardonnay. And it's the same vineyard where we, we make Pinot Noir from. So we have two, two wines from the Hopkins Ranch.
0: All right, and uh, uh, Dan, well, get a little get a little deeper here on Now Winery.
1: Well,
2: the, the word structure is usually not uh, associated with high scores. Uh, typically, when you talk about a structured wine, you talk about something that really is aimed to go with uh, the, the the meal, the dinner or lunch. And what I like about these wines is that they're real show, showy personality-wise, but not showy in terms of overt flavors. They're delicate. They're... They tend to be more oriented toward your dinner. And what's really wonderful about these wines is that the people who like this style, boy, they cannot be stopped. They're like a a herd. They follow this passionately. And it's really fun that uh, Doug has maintained his style over the years to really focus on what Dry Creek does best in the – the red wines uh, typically a Zinfandel. That's a mind boggler. Uh, a, a, a a red wine blend, a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, which is probably not uh, very long for this world because we're uh, we're seeing a few changes uh, on the property. But I think the most important thing is that these wines all represent what I consider to be exceptionally good values, and especially styles that you really are hard to find these days in the marketplace.
0: Well, I wish I could taste some of these, but you guys will
2: <laughs> well, we certainly do, and we we already have the chardonnay in our glass, and I'll tell you it Doug and I had lunch today uh, over at Vine Burgers. and then we uh as we were sitting around drinking this chardonnay i, I kept saying it just needs another couple of hours. well, it's got these hours a couple of hours later it's even better than it was, and that before we went on air, Doug said this is going to be better tomorrow <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I'm serious. <laughs> all, and, and Doug. Of, all of these wines. Well, they're only a couple of years old. Um, we sell out of the other vintages, so we just released uh, the twenty one twenty twenty one Chardonnay, and uh, it's kind of wet behind the ears, but um, <laughs> pretty couple, delicious. <laughs> couple of hours on the glass, and it does come around. Yeah.
0: Uh, Doug, you and your wife, Lee, have kind of uh, stepped back from the day-to-day operation at Nal uh, Winery, and your son, Andrew, who's the winemaker, mm. he and his family are pretty much running things. Give us a little history on how Andrew uh, mm. got into the world of wine, obviously. I mean, he's your son, and he grew up with a lot of this, but <laughs> what, what is his, what did his career look like? Well, we handed him a
1: pitchfork when he was in his bassinet, you know, it was just <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. And then and then his first wine he ever tasted was a a TBA, a Trockenbauer from Germany. Uh I think he was about a month old, something like that. <laughs> That's the way you gets started. <laughs> and you put a little bit on your finger, your little pinky, and you put that in his mouth and his, his eyes lit up. Well, any kid would do that. Any baby would because it's super sweet, right? Yeah. So, And we didn't poison him. But um, <laughs> he did grow up around it, uh, whether he wanted to or not. Um, uh, he preferred to play sports than work the afternoons at the winery. Um, but uh, with a little bit of... Um, age and maturity came around to realize what a fascinating business it is, um, and so he stepped up one day and asked me if he could join me, uh, and I said, "Yeah, let's give it a shot." So that was, and I don't know, twenty-two years ago. Did he like go
0: that. to uh, UC Davis or Fresno well, or? Anything, he didn't.
1: Or? He didn't get a degree from Davis uh, out uh, out the shoot. He has a degree in philosophy, but. Uh But he did a bunch of short courses. He worked in a vintage in South Africa. Uh, He's traveled all over the wine world. And currently he's just finishing his master's uh, in winemaking from Fresno State. So um, he's kind of done it in a a different way. But um, he's got plenty of education behind him, and he's got plenty of experience. So I completely trust him. He's just doing a great job. And he also has the support of his wife. April who uh, has a master's in viticulture and um, wow. so she um, oversees the vineyard um, we, we use also our cousins uh, to do the actual farming but we're in on um, direction uh, that we want for the growing of the grapes so uh, April and Andrew are a pretty dynamic duo and they have three kids um, soon to be seven six and three (laughs) and so it's a it's a it's a real exciting time lots of action daily and um, we we do it we just keep going
2: we're here with Doug Nall and uh, one of the reasons that we're so excited is that we're drinking a uh, Pinot Noir from 2021 which probably ought not to be consumed at this moment but I don't care I'm drinking it anyway (laughs) it's a little young Uh, But a fabulous wine. And uh, tell us a little bit about this Pinot Noir from Hopkins Ranch, Uh, Doug.
1: Well, okay. Uh, I would have preferred to pour a 2020, but um, some of the audience might remember what happened in 2020. On about August 27th, there was a lightning uh, rainstorm um, over the west side of Dry Creek Valley. And... um, we went on for about three weeks like that with so much smoke that it <laughs> yeah. uh, was the worst uh, smog day I'd ever experienced, and I used to live in Los Angeles, so I knew. Um, it uh, really compromised the 2020 Pinot Noir, and we could not bottle it. So we waited around, and here we are with the 21, but um, uh, preferably we wouldn't be drinking it this quickly. It, we know after 25 vintages of the same vineyard, Uh, that um, it does take a while to come along, but when it does, it kicks in.
2: Well, this really does show beautifully uh, in spite Mm -hmm. of the fact that it's extremely young. I mean, it's really a baby. I wouldn't Mm – if if the bottle weren't already open, I would (laughs) put it away in the cellar. But since it's open, we're drinking it. It's delicious wine, and it's made in a lighter style. Uh, Could you go into reasons why – I mean, I just – Basically, it's the vineyard, I guess, and plus your style. But why this wine is as elegant as it is.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we really don't do anything dramatically different in the cellar. Um, it's a clonal thing. It's uh, soil. It's a little bit of weather. But um, after 25 vintages, we don't get a deep amount of color, but we get these great aromatics, which is pure varietal character. Um and what you do is you don't try and force it into a, you don't don't do a, a square cube into a round hole. It's just not that way. This is what it gives us. It's a lighter style, not to say that it's light in body actually, but it, it just gives you that sense of of um, sprightly wine. I, I like
2: I, I like that word because. Sprightly really des- describes how good the acidity works with the intense fruit flavors. There are beautiful fruit characteristics in the wine, and what really sets it apart from so many others is that it's it's got more delicacy in the mid palate and in the aftertaste. It ke- comes back to you with lots of flavor. Yeah. So this is a, a fabulous wine to go with ser- certain lighter foods, and I would imagine how good this would go with some grilled salmon
1: Uh, it's just a gorgeous wine Uh, you read my mind that's what we do with it yeah stay away from the lemon and butter but anything else um we get some really good wild salmon we also get uh, ocean trout from our local farmer's market which is pretty much salmon and um we just sit there and enjoy a whole bottle my wife and i and (laughs) eat um half a side of salmon and Bob's your uncle, as they say.
2: Where, where exactly is Hopkins Ranch?
1: Well, it's on the, uh, the east side of the Russian River, and the, in fact, it's East Side Road. Um, west Side Road has quite a few wineries on it, and uh, the one most people know well is Rocchioli. That would be on the west side. Uh, this vineyard is exactly across the river from the Rocchioli Winery and Vineyard, um, so they call that the upper reach of the Russian River. Yep. Well,
2: it's cool enough to give you the acidity you want, but warm enough mm-hmm. to give you this uh, faint plumpness. It's not very big. It's not. It's more elegant than it is huge. But mm-hmm. it, get, it certainly has that personality that you would uh, find in Cote de Bone in France rather than the Cote de Nuit.
1: Yeah, most people have heard of Bone in the USA um, <laughs> as, or Born in the USA if you're a little Boss fan. Um I didn't make that. That's an old Sainsbury. On, on the the boys from Sainsbury came up with that, Bone in the USA. That's where we are. We're Bone in the USA.
0: It is California wine country with Dan Berger. Uh, Doug Nall is here. Nall from Nall Winery. It's N-A-L-L-E, winery.com. They do some amazing stuff in Dry Creek Valley and elsewhere. Uh, so you guys were t- uh, talking about uh, the wine you were just talking about. I was trying to get the technical problems uh, fixed with Joe here. So
2: That was a 2021 uh, Pinot Noir from Hopkins Ranch. And uh, Doug is now just pouring uh, one of the more amazing wines uh, he, he makes. of the 2021 Zinfandel from Dry Creek Valley, which is a blend of uh, his own fruit as well as some neighboring fruit. And it's amazing stuff.
0: Let's talk about uh, visiting you guys in the tasting room and everything that you're doing out there.
1: We're always open on Saturday or so it seems. Uh, So we do take walk-ins, but people find us uh, with with, a website and all that now. uh, We hardly have to do much other than they they do find us. And uh, if they get an appointment, all the better. But right, on right. Fridays and Saturdays, typically we'll people will just drive in. It's best to call ahead, and then we know you're coming, and we can have the right things set up for you. We have a, about 10 tables behind the winery, underneath uh, two beautiful old sycamore trees, and the view is pretty special. Look out over you know, 50 acres of grapes, and it's a pretty
0: place. Absolutely. Nullwinery.com, N-A-L-L-E. Dan?
2: Well, uh, i got to get back to this 21 Zinfandel that we're sipping on right now. It's fabulous. And it the reason I like it so much is that it smells like Zinfandel from the 70s. It tastes like Zinfandel from the 70s. Doug calls it old school. I call it just delicious. It's absolutely fabulous Zinfandel.
1: Prototype we uh, there's something to be said for being stubborn um, when when the style is in sort of went uh, to a a bigger wine bigger style somewhere in the mid nineties I just uh, didn't feel like I wanted to make that kind of wine so um, we stuck to this particular more uh, quote unquote elegant style, just meaning that it isn't quite as uh, high in alcohol and um, it's the pendulum is coming back our way a little bit so uh same style now 39 years is what we've been doing and so that's um that's my stubbornness that i guess has worked out okay in the long run
0: how long ago did you turn the winemaking and the and basically the the running of the winery over to your son andrew
1: right when he was in the cradle i told him you're doing this buddy and so he (laughs) said okay well uh his first vintage with me was um 2002 and we've just morphed into this, um, he tells me what to do instead of I tell him what to do. So I <laughs> can't give you an exact date, but he's been working uh, at Nall for 21 years. So, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. He definitely knows what's going on. Just ask him.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, he'll tell you that he knows what's going on, no question. He, and he does
1: know what's going on. The guy's got an incredible palate. It's uh. um it's scary how good he is. <laughs> what are you tasting right now? You're you're getting that? Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, he's he's really good. We're doing the, the next wine uh,
2: that Doug brought is a 2020 called Ranch Red, and with all of the smoke and horrible uh, impact that uh, the fires had in 2020, it was difficult for Doug to make a wine uh, that was from red wine grapes that year. This one came out like a champion this is phenomenal stuff um uh, it's called ranch red it's a blend uh you tell us about the blend doug
1: <laughs> well we just were fooling around with um, different wines one afternoon and um so we came up with this 60 percent zinfandel 40 percent cabernet and um I, I was mixing up different blends and just trying to fool Andrew. And just, he hit on this one and said, boy, that's, that's really a nice combo. If you read the annals of winemaking, it's kind of a no-no to blend, blend Zinfandel and Cabernet. But we did it, and um, it's gotten a lot of nice press. and People are very happy with it when they come to the winery and taste it. And um, if you don't even tell them what it is, they just go, oh, I really like this. And then you divulge the blend. And they're surprised because you don't see this very often, Zinfandel and Cabernet blended together.
2: Pretty delicious wine, and it, does, it doesn't It does ask uh, you to identify anything. All you have to do is smell it. You'll appreciate the, the wonderful aroma of red fruit, and then the aftertaste is just terrific. Doug, yeah, Doug brought one final wine, which is a Cabernet, and this is uh, a Cabernet that's probably eventually going to disappear from the portfolio. But, boy, this is a beautiful wine. It's another 2020. Hard to make 2020 red wines. You're not going to see very many of them. If you've got a, a child that was born in 2020 and you want to lay a wine away for 20 years, this is probably the one. It's mm-hmm. beautifully structured. It's got great acidity. Um, it's a, It says Cabernet Sauvignon, and then it says a state on the label, which is an indication that this is from... One of the more prestigious areas of Sonoma County that grows Cabernet, and it's Dry Creek Valley.
0: It is California wine country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Doug Nall from NallWinery.com. Doug, thanks for coming in today, man. Yeah,
1: thank you, Steve.